Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Hi, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft. Brought to you by Campus Camp. Campus, make sure you check out the Campus Canton family of podcasts. If you listen to this, that's where you'll find me. And we also have the Debbie Debate every Wednesday night at 9.30, the podcast version posts on Thursday mornings. Make sure you check that out with Felix, Austin, Matt. All right, tonight's prospect, this one is a really fun one. I've been itching to get back to the linebackers because I love this linebacker class. Uh, Nicobe Dean, junior linebacker from Georgia. Another Georgia guy. I feel like half the defense that's going to be drafted in this draft is came in Georgia. He is 5'11", 229 pounds, and tonight, to bring up, um, said to bring on Billy Manzel. Manzel, is that right? Yeah, Manzel. Manzel, yeah. Manzel, okay. It's definitely not Manziel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got that plenty when uh, Manzel was coming out of college. <laughs> got that mixed yeah. up plenty. Yeah, it's definitely not. If you look at it, you just grab a Manzel. Like, obviously, right. it's, it's pretty easy, but I just had a pause there, so. All right. The recruiting profile, Nicobe Dean, he was a five-star guy. I didn't realize that. He was this, the 19th-ranked overall player, second-ranked inside linebacker in the class of 2019 from Horn Lake, Missouri. He had a ton of offers, 21 total offers, including Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, and ultimately decided to go to Georgia. And statistically, uh, his freshman year, he did see the field some for 25 total tackles and a couple pass deflections, but he Really hit the field running his sophomore year with 71 total tackles, a sack and a half. But in last year, he was absolutely amazing. I mean, 72 total tackles, 10 and a half for a loss, six sacks, two interceptions, including one return for a touchdown, five pass deflections, two forced fumbles. I mean, he was just everywhere. So he's uh, one that I wish we could have seen at the combine. I was looking up his rep for his RAS score. I really thought yeah. he had, but he did not make the combine. Really? What traits and attributes does Dean possess that make him successful in the NFL? So I think the first thing that I want to, want to start out with with N'Kobe Dean is his leadership. Georgia had one of the best collegiate defenses I think we've ever seen. I mean, I'm sure you, you, know, you can go with Miami. There, there's, there's been good defenses in the past. But this Georgia defense, as far as talent goes, I mean, you're going to see all the names in the first round and plenty in the second round too. And he was the unquestioned leader of this team. So – just having that ability to uh, make sure everybody's in the right place, be able to call the defenses when you're down the field, that kind of like captain leadership um, over such talented uh, defensive players. I think that that is something that could can translate to the next level and will. And I think that that's going to lead to him earning the green dot wherever he goes at the next level. And I think that that is something that um, is going to mean a lot of success for him and keep him on the field, which is what you want in an IDP player. Oh, absolutely, man. His, his leadership is the top, man, that I noticed. I mean, other than, you know, the athletic ability and the ability to do just about everything, so... For sure, for sure. Uh, another thing I like about Nicobe Dean is he is a three-down linebacker, which he's not going to have to get subbed out for plays. He is amazing in coverage. He's dropped. He drops a lot into coverage. Um, uh, we'll get to the weakness with him dropping in coverage in a minute, but as far as he can drop into coverage and he is really good at blitzing, very good at stopping the run. He's very fast. Like That is his attribute that's going to set him apart from some of the other linebackers is he is quick to get to 
the outside and try to stuff the run whenever they try to hit the edge. He He's just really good. And another thing about him that I like that I just want to get out there is he's very smart. He is very good at diagnosing plays and seeing them before they happen, which is a trait that a lot of really good linebackers at the next level, um, some kind of don't like a lot of people have said like Devin White can't really diagnose a defense. Sometimes he just kind of goes and he does misreads the plays, but this kind of trait seeing that in college at that level, um, I think that sets Nicobe Dean apart from some, maybe some of the other ones in this class, some of the other linebackers. And I think that that could be a skill that reaches him to the next level and makes him very usable from, for teams. Yeah. I love his ability and coverage and his, his speed is ridiculous. He's so explosive. And I like, he said, oh, he's smart. He reads the plays, but then when he realizes what's going on, he poses with such tenacity and he hits hard. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I'm not at all worried about leading an NFL defense because he already freaking is. Right. <laughs> he played the best teams, you know. I'm sure that first loss to Alabama lit a fire under them because they looked entirely different than the championship game. Yeah, they they definitely did. That that was one of the few games that Alabama game where Nicobe Dean I don't think was playing his game as opposed to like the second time they played Alabama he played a little bit better, but like just every other game than that though, like they played when they played Alabama for, or not, not Alabama, Arkansas for example, and they just completely annihilated Arkansas and his leadership and his ability to call like you know and read the play from the the quarterback was just I mean KJ Jefferson couldn't do anything. Traylon Burks was neutralized. Like, it's just, you know, the Georgia defense, I could go out about, about them all day, but their leader, unquestioned, was Nicobe Dean. And I think that that speaks to, you know, what he was able to do in college. And I think he can do that again, you know. Yeah, I actually have this wrote down. I don't do a lot with analytics and stats and things like that. I'm mainly a film guy. But he had, an, he had a 30.7 QB rating on target. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty stupid. No, he, he he is he's very special, and I mean, some people are going to go to the box store. If you compare his box store to Devin Lloyd right away, it, it's not going to look similar. Oh, no. But it's because, like, literally, if if somebody needs to read who all was on that defense for Georgia, like, you'll see why maybe he the stats weren't always going to him because he had six other first rounders on the on the line with him. He had Channing Tindall, uh, another linebacker that's gonna be a second rounder most likely. Like it, it wasn't necessarily like he did stuff the stat sheet a lot. Like he got really, you know, he had pick sixes, interceptions, pass defense, like all that. But he he didn't necessarily need to get all the stats because, you know, that defense was just really, really talented. Alright. Yeah, let's let's get to the weaknesses. Uh the first is size. It, it he has a real trouble covering tight ends, which was part of the problem for him um, during the season. Was he just can't he can't match up? Uh, you kind of expect a linebacker to be able to cover a tight end, but he's just it's just he's just a little too short, and his arms are just a little too uh, short as well, just to make that coverage a hundred percent every time. So. I think that that, but I think if you draft him onto your team, you're going to know going in that he's not going to be matched up on a linebacker. That's going to be a mismatch, and the quarterback's going to see that. So I'm hoping you get him in there, you know what he's used for. I mean, I think you, like, as weird as it sounds, I think you could put him on a slot receiver <laughs> and have him cover a slot receiver um, and in coverage. He's that fast that he can keep up with him. 
you always think of that, or, or even like some of the move tight ends, you know, like Evan Ingram, you know, some of those smaller guys, but he's not going to be able to match up against you know, guys like Kelsey and stuff like that. I mean, it, right. That's just asking for it. Yeah, and then that size also, I'm curious to see how it translates to the power run game in the NFL. You know, that might be a little bit of a a little bit of an issue. I don't think it's a huge issue. Um, other than that, that's, yeah, that's almost all I noticed. You know, he has really good speed, but he doesn't, and it's good change in, but it's, he doesn't have that change of direction to be able to pivot and then, you know, so I would like to have seen his agility scores, but that's something that I didn't really think hindered him a whole lot because he was almost always in the right spot. You know? Yeah, so and he, there were some, like, yeah. sloppy tackling throughout the season. It right. just, there, like, some ticky tack stuff like that that necessarily and as far as like his size like he's like 229 pounds he's not going to get any bigger than that I don't think weight wise like if he does he's gonna not be able to move as quickly and he's not gonna be able to cover the field like he is able to and so you're kind of stuck at that size but I was telling you this before uh I see him as Levante David. Levante David, six one. He's like two thirty. It's yeah, it's the exactly. the comparison there is it, like size wise and height wise, it's right there. And I think that that's the kind of linebacker that he could be. I mean, you're not going to get him. He's not going to be the the major ten sacks a season guy. He's not going to be getting you double digit sacks, but he's going to make up for that in definite tackles. He's going to be making the splash plays, interceptions, fumbles, fumble recoveries. He's going to be that kind of player. So that if you're, you know, when you get him onto your roster in Dynasty or just an IDP league, that's what you're going to be after, and that's why he's going to be valuable for your team because he is going to be the guy to get those plays. And then as far as a landing spot, the uh, mock draft database has pretty much everybody projected in the latter half of the second round. Yeah. Um, in those last couple days, uh, he's mocked 29 to the Dolphins about seven times. <laughs> I've seen that as well. I was really hoping the Eagles might take a chance on him, but they've made some additions this offseason that I'm not positive that they might they might not make that move. Um, like Hassan Reddick, which who's more of an edge rusher, so he might not be not necessarily uh, hold them from getting him. But the Dolphins make sense. Um, put him with uh, Baker up there. That could be really good for them. Honestly, I, I think that a lot of places, like, I, I think that a lot of people are going to think, like, oh, this is another, um, oh, the guy from the Cardinals, Isaiah, I can't oh, think yeah. of his name. What, the guy, yeah. The kind of just played all over. And not yes, and I think a lot of people are going to think that's what N'Kobe Dean is, and I'm telling you, it's not. It's not, not his game. You, you, Isaiah he, Simmons, there you go. Yes, Isaiah Simmons. He is, he's athletic but it's not that kind of it's not the Isaiah Simmons athletic where they're not going to be able to figure out where to put him on the field he is the linebacker in the middle of the defense like he's going to be able to stand up and be there and make those plays so uh, any team that gets him do not be concerned like it's it's not going to be one of those he's going to have to sit for a couple years I think he's going to be able to grab that mantle right away so you know um, I think he's going to be very valuable in drafts Right, yeah, that's uh, the Eagles. I would love, and Dolphins is a good one. Well, the Commanders, but it's too high. Like they wouldn't take him at eleven, obviously. And I think I'm pretty sure Devin Lloyd's going to go first. Uh, I think he's going to be the first linebacker taken, just because of the size, the measurables. He he's done very well um, this off season to improve his stock. But I still think Nicobe Dean, wherever you get him, is still going to be really good. And then as far as rookie drafts, where where do you take him? Uh, we'll just. We'll say it's it's a blended. No, let's just say it's only IDP only. 
I see. Okay, so that, that makes the the question important to me. So I would pick him probably four. That's probably where I would feel comfortable taking him. Um, I think Devin Lloyd goes first. I think Kyle Hamilton uh, has got to be one of the top three. His, his the, I don't. I'm not going to get into Kyle Hamilton right now. I, I love him as a safety prospect. I think IDP players are going to love him when they get him. And then I just think that one of the two edge rushers, probably Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, even though his stock's fallen right now, um, I think one of them's probably going to go ahead of him. But after that, I cannot see N'Kobe Dean going past that. Like, it, I think it would be a mistake to not yeah. pick him at least. In the t- I, you could probably argue him at three, but I think four – um, in IDP only. And then if, you, if you're talking non-IDP, like mixed drafts, it's probably second round, probably in the, the late second round if, in the 12 team, just because of what has happened. Um, and laying these spot does matter a little bit, but I, I just want to ease everybody's concerns. I don't think it matters as much where he lands. He's going to get on the field. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think he's got to be one of the top four or five IDPs targeted. I'm actually a little, a little worried that Kyle Hamilton's going to get Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I, I, I can I see that. Yeah, he's everywhere. He <laughs> does. I, I just like, and I, I hate making the comp because everybody, is, you know, gets like freaked out when you say it, but it's it's Derwin James. It's, it, it's what he looks like to me. And I think you're going to get similar production from Kyle Hamilton as like that. So in my mind, I, I cannot pass on him at, at, if I was in the top three in an IDP only draft, just because of what he's capable of. Oh, yeah. If you pass on a, a, a safety that can do that for 10 years, you're going you're gonna to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For sure. All right, Billy. Thank you very much for hopping on. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, for sure. Um, at Ombre Vendor on Twitter. Um, also, just follow at Offensive Points. That's the podcast we do under the Semi-Pro Fantasy uh, banner. You can also check us out on YouTube, uh, TikTok. We got all those good stuff. Uh, come check us out. We got, you know, we're talking we're talking draft just like everybody else. So can't wait to see you there. Oh, yeah. It's that time of year, dude. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Oh, I love it. You can find me on Twitter at the People's Campus Podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. And my work at Campus to Kim and the Dynasty Nerds. Thank you all very, very much for listening. If you if you listen to this IDP, I've had some of my people say they don't listen to the IDP ones. So I'm sorry, but you suck. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.